from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, January 6, 2012. This is The Relevant Podcast. Welcome to a new year. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And uh, here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. Uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, the one and only Jesse Carey. Happy 2012, everyone. And, and uh, big news here at the podcast. A, a new, cast, new permanent cast member joining us forever and ever. It's the one and only Hambone, Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. Twitter usually blows up every time Hambone's on. People have, like, like, like somebody was talking about an article yesterday, the article in the new issue, uh, the, the 2012 Guide to the End of the World, the Choose Your Own Adventure thing mm-hmm. that you and Brett McCracken uh, wrote. And they, and they linked to, you know, how, or they said how funny it is. Thank you, Brett McCracken. Linked to his Twitter name and hash, hashtag Hambone. <laughs> So, can at some point, if there's like a worthy charity that comes, that that there's like a limited run of T-shirts that just say hashtag Hambone and they're sold <laughs> well, to like go to charity. But you know that Josh Hamilton from the Rangers also is Hambone. No, but see, Doesn't he didn't matter. he didn't write a, our article. Is that a sport? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like whenever the like whenever the World Series was going on. Is Hambone? Yeah, I guarantee you, Ryan, you can get more hashtag Hambones at any given moment. Than Josh Hamilton. I doubt that. Well, <laughs> if he, well, if you streaked across the World Series, <laughs> yeah, just wearing a T-shirt yeah. that says, says hashtag Hambone. Yeah. So basically, the pressure is on for me to become a viral sensation. Right, <laughs> pretty much. No. Hambone goes You'll yard. something else. Over that's the, over that's the, your goal of 2012. Okay. Over the holidays, I saw people like tweeting, like, "Man, I'm back home. My mom's making her famous Hambone stew." Makes me think of the relevant podcast. <laughs> Did you really see that? Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody, somebody copied me on some hambone stuff too. P- I get more references People to hambone ham. sent to me than I do relevant or Maya. <laughs> it's very weird because pre pre hambone. Uh, I, I, hate hate to, I, hate, I hate to think of those days. Before Jesse came up with the hambone thing, uh, most like I would get feedback more along the lines of "You're not funny." <laughs> and now, now it's like now it's the other side. Now of the your coin lack of funniness know. is a thing. Yeah, a brand new thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to 2012. Welcome I'm to the podcast. Uh, welcome to the crew. Thank you. Brian. Um, we have a good one lined up for you today. Uh, coming up later, we have uh, one of our favorite artists joining us. Feist hmm. is on the podcast. Way to kick it off strong there. Thanks. I sure. mean, Hambone. I know. For most people, Hambone would have been enough, but I'm going a step further and putting Feist on there too. Feist bone. So she's Feist in the. She, uh, Feist is a feature in the new issue of Relevant, and Roxy spoke to her, so we have that coming up for you later. Um, uh, I guess next week we'll tell everybody about the new magazine. Yep. Just came out. Uh, we're excited about it. Scott Harrison, Charity Water on the cover. Uh, I guess subscribers should be getting it right now. Yep. Uh, people can get it on the uh, newsstand on, on their iPads as well. So. Uh, you could read ahead. You could you could go ahead and read ahead, and then be ready for next week's podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming up later. We also it's like, have it's like homework. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you're one of those really ambitious students who like works ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get more out of the podcast next so, week. So not me. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Not Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> if you were more like Hambone, yeah, you're. 
If you're more like Hambone, you're still writing your finals papers now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also coming up, we have uh, a very special game having to do with 2012. It's a very special game. Is that like a very special episode? It is. So Chad's going yeah, it, to teach us not to trust uncles who, who try to give us uh, Jesus juice. You could say that. <laughs> Did you have a bad experience over the holidays, Ryan? No. Okay. That uncle who this famous ham. Jesus juice. Stew. You know that's what Michael Jackson called wine, right? I do know yeah. that. What? Yeah, drink your Jesus juice. Yeah. To the little children who laid in his bed. Oh. oh. What? Hold on. Hold Dude, on. Twenty twelve just got real. Hold on. I think he was yeah. acquitted of that. Children he? laid no. in his bed. They laid in his bed. He said they it was innocent. Just, no. They just oh. slept together. Huh. They didn't just sleep together. They slept no, together. No, in all reality, this very special okay. episode, someone on this podcast has been abusing no dose to work. <laughs> Late at night <laughs> to get our work done. Yeah, and, uh, so and we're gonna excited. have it. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> I saw gather uh, the family, everyone. Bill Simmons wrote a Grantland piece the other day about yeah, like the best, very special episodes, and like there were crazy TV episodes on in the 80s and early 90s. Like, um, like there was the one on um, what was the one with uh, Michael J. Fox? Was that Growing Pains? Uh, uh, family Ties? Yeah, Family okay. Ties. There was the one where Tom Hanks was a guest star as the alcoholic uncle. Really? And he was drinking like um, like peppermint extract in order to get a buzz. And Michael <laughs> oh, J. Fox was like, awesome. I don't like you like this. And he's like, what? I'm a partier. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the two my two favorite things about that era of sitcoms is, is like and this again, creeps into the '90s too is they always felt compelled to like every other season have like the very special episode yeah. where it was something weird and definitely way too heavy for yeah. for the the medium yeah and then when they finally in late seasons the writers get desperate and introduce like some completely implausible sci-fi yeah, twist exactly. like like a time machine yeah. or, or a machine that will turn a nerd into a cool guy yeah you know well that's like i mean you've just basically described both full house and family matters because in full house they had i remember the very special episode where the grandfather died and like at the beginning bob saget like did this little <laughs> psa and is like if you have kid, if you're watching this with young children, you need to explain to them what's happening. It's about to get real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should have that at the beginning of our podcast <laughs> with Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah. And then in Family Matters, he has the machine that constantly turns him to Stefan. I also really like uh, awesome. how but those weren't the very special episodes. That was just no, no, that no, was no. Just, well, that was just it's like a parallel thing. thing. Yeah. It's either yeah. they go that they have two options. Both are equally painful and ironically funny later no well see i i think that they developed that because for two reasons number one he outgrew the character it, like he couldn't do the squeaky pitchy right. neighbor you know whatever so he, they were trying to segue him to being an adult character and i think secondly he the actor wanted to show more range and not be typecast as a nerd so he was either a nerd or the most suave person right. in the world i think he's trying or to show like what a great i think he's trying to show his range yeah. <laughs> yeah. for, but, but, for but his it's future not, acting it's not career. limited to family matters remember in Save by the bell zach morris had the ability to stop time yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, but those were time. Those were in early and, and seasons, and, and break the third wall and just address the viewer. Those were in the early seasons. Though. That was like yeah. I think break, even just the first season. Yeah, when he would break the fourth wall, like that was mostly in the first season. Yeah. Did he stop doing that after a while? Yeah. Do you remember that Saturday morning show where there was some sort of like her? She was an alien, but her dad lived in like a prism and it glowed, and she would talk to him. But she was like a normal girl. No, this is in the do you, '80s. Do you remember Small Wonder? Yeah, that's what I, I think. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, no Small she was a Wonder. Robot. The, the the dad was like this brilliant scientist, and he created oh. a, a, an incredibly lifelike and incredibly creepy 
uh, robotic doll. Yeah, I do remember Small Wonder. Uh, right. Same era. Different yeah. show. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> I love in the pre-internet era how shows would just switch out characters constantly. Right. Um, I mean, even Family Member, Family Matters had to be the last one that did it in a really significant way. When No, the Hogan family. It was first Valerie, and then Valerie Castanelli or whatever, uh, John, bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. That's she, her name. Okay, so... I think that was I think it was her. It might have been I don't know. What, what it was show? Valerie. What show was this? I don't know. The Hogan family it ended up as the Hogan family. It had four different names. Okay. Because they kept so it was Valerie, and then they got in a contract dispute, and they kicked Valerie out, and they kept the show going, and they changed the show's name, but it was the same family. <laughs> well, what about when even Friday on um, Fresh point. Prince of Bel Air, Vivian, changed. like was completely different, you know, and from the first two seasons. Yeah, and then on well, family matter, family matters. Harriet was a different actor the last season, and then also yeah, and then also kids would disappear with no explanation. <laughs> like like the youngest daughter went out, like just disappeared in, in yeah like during between seasons, and then there was Aunt Rachel, who was on the show for like a, a really long time, and then she with just her, never with was on her, again. Like son, yeah, with her son. Okay, here here's here's the Hogan. Okay, Jason Bateman was in the show. Never first saw all. the Hogan family. Okay, so. So it started out as Valerie in 1986-1987. And then in 1987-1988, it became Valerie's family, the Hogans. And then Valerie got kicked off the show. And then they continued it as the Hogan family. <laughs> and Jason Bateman was on the whole thing. But I'm saying, like, it was her show. This is like, mean, it's like Seinfeld getting Seinfeld kicked this off. This is like television's version of the uh, Christian supergroup Newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's like Friends changing to Joey without actually changing. Yeah. Or it's like the David Crowder band ceasing to be <laughs> the David Crowder band, but David Crowder releasing an album on his own as David Crowder. With a band. With a band. <laughs> that Presumably, a, first of all, with a band. This is the only acceptable way that David Crowder can continue his career is if he only plays solo shows with a guitar like Derek Webb. Yeah. No band. Ever. Mm. Ever. He can never play with a band again. Or else that is, by definition, the David Crowder band. What, what if, if he, he becomes a one-man band? No, what if he picks up... He is the David Crowder band. He is the David Crowder band. What if he picks up Jeff Moore's old band? <laughs> David Crowder in the distance. He becomes David Crowder in the distance. <laughs> I like that. That's good. He might take over the Newsboy lead spot eventually. Oh, that would be epic. Because that one's always open. Oh, and then Tate Michael could leave. Michael oh, Tate's no, always he's going to come back Michael for Tate's the DC talk. Yeah, he's going to come back for the DC talk reunion. No, Tate would then or, well, take over the David Crowder new, band. What's the Newsboy? The Newsboy is the one where the. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's Peter Furler, and then uh, there's yeah. this other guy, yeah. and now it's right, this right. other guy. Right. So, so okay, in your scenario, basically, all, they're all the all the Christian bands are the same. Just the members can be interchangeable <laughs> from night to night, like 1980s sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. And we brought it all the way back around. Okay. But before we get rolling with the podcast, uh, up first. Oh, is that all because of Hambone? That was all because of Hambone. I was wondering how we got there. So up first, your entertainment releases. Here. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, January 10th. David Crowder Band. Oh. With, yeah, yeah. With Give Us Rest, their final album. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's their final album. Okay. Uh, Snow Patrol uh, with Fallen Empires. I didn't know they were still making music. Uh, Rend Collective Experiment with Homemade Worship by Handmade People. They're going to be on the podcast soon. They came huh. perform in the studio. Cool. A couple months ago, or a month ago. Uh, movies coming out on Friday, January 13th. Is it? Oh, it's a Friday. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds, guys? <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast in 3D. 
What? I thought I only released horror movies on January 13th, Friday the January. That is. Yeah. Well, He's Beauty a beast. And the Beast is pretty scary, especially Talking, in the live especially action 3D. Talking drama series. Candlesticks. Yeah, I don't want to see Gaston in 3D. It's <laughs> trippy. Uh, the Iron Lady, starring Meryl Streep, also horror movies. Iron Lady? <laughs> it's about Margaret Thatcher. Oh, okay. that's right. Also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody... Um, Posted, uh, I guess it was a Drudge Report, posted a shot of Margaret Thatcher and a shot of Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher mm-hmm. and said, which is which? Yeah, it's She crazy. looks crazy it's like crazy. her. Really? Yeah. Um, Contraband, starring Mark Wahlberg, uh, Marky Mark, uh, Kate Beckinsale, and Ben Foster. Oh, Joyful yeah. Noise looks awful, starring Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Newlyweds, uh, Edward Burns, Caitlin Fitzgerald. And we need to talk about Kevin. Starring Tilda Swinton and John C. Riley. There's That's a like, lot of movies coming out. Yeah. We need to talk about it Kevin. Is. It's supposed to be really good. It this is. is this is Oscar season. Yeah. This is great. Hence joyful noise <laughs> <laughs> and contraband. It's about like the emotions of knowing it's that serious. your son's become a maniac. Yeah. It's a serious one with, a serious with John with the Riley guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's showing his range like Urkel <laughs> like and Stefan Urkel. Stephon Urkel. It's pretty right impressive. Now. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jaleel White won uh, several. What's the TV one? Emmys for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did the the girl that played Jesse Spano for, did you for see? her her, her <laughs> shocking no dose addiction episode. And then she was a stripper that in yeah. that movie showing yeah. her range. Really expanded yeah. her Again, range. That was basically her transformation machine because yeah. she did a movie typecast. I'm a real actress, so she was doing edgy. So I can. She her little on a pole. Her transformation machine from moderately successful TV star to joke for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> what does somebody like her do now? I mean, like, I'm, maybe maybe I could look up on Wikipedia. Like, what does she specifically do now? Because when when you have signings for for Saved by the Bell events, she's, oh, she's like there. county fairs and yeah, stuff. She's there. Like she sits at the booth and yeah. signs her. Know, the other tens. ones have gone on. To she's do TV waiting stuff. for the call for like the post college years series. <laughs> Saved by the Bell, the forties. <laughs> okay, she was on what's that. her name? Jesse Spano. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Burton. Burton. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she wrote a book like two years ago. Uh, she's an American television, film, and theater actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, her most notable roles were in the television series Saved by the Bell as brainy feminist Jesse Spano and the 1995 <laughs> film Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are her most notable. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm, I'm just speeding up to the current. Um, okay, so she's still acting. Uh, she's developing a reality series which focuses on her Ask Elizabeth self-help program. So I guess she's doing self-help. Uh, so if you're addicted to no-dos. <laughs> and, and has- yeah. How many times a day does someone email Ask Elizabeth with a very important question no. about no-dos addiction and end it with, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. Oh, wait. Fate. Sorry, this it was supposed to debut in late 2009, but oh. got postponed indefinitely. Yeah. It's so. probably like those real those stars that you like can like hire their own yeah. TV crew to follow around and hope someone picks it up. Yeah, like like uh, it works out sometimes. sometimes. Like like uh, um, I think the Bobby Browns started out like that. Britney and Kevin show. Chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2011, uh, Berkeley played the lead female role in Hallmark Hallmark Channel's original movie, Lucky Christmas, hmm. about a woman who wins the lottery only to have to recover the ticket from the glove compartment of her stolen car. The film premiered on Hallmark Movie Channel on November 12, 2011. So there you go. Which means my parents have seen her in more films than I have. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you make a living at that? I mean, like... She probably... I mean, they do reruns of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, residuals, She's living on right? Saved by the Bell money. 
Although usually those teen actors don't sign good deals, you know. Well, well, not everyone can have Franklin and Bash. She so. also probably gets. <laughs> she also probably gets a lot from Showgirls, yeah. still, because that became a huge cult classic. It did. Yeah. Is it a, like a good movie? I don't think so. I think that's why it's a classic. It's one of those movies that's really campy, so people like to watch it. She in 2008 hosted Step It Up and Dance. Mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I didn't Maya's see like, she was I'm very it. familiar with her work. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I was really into Pacific Blue with, uh, back in the day. Yeah. With, what was the guy that played Slater? Mario Slater. Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. Mario, Lo- Mario Lopez is actually still is around. Is he on Extra? I see him from yeah, time extra, to time. Yeah. Every night yeah. at like midnight or 12:30, he's yeah. on Extra. Is he really? He's he, was, he was hosting stuff on the Animal Planet. Right. Uh, the the variety shows and stuff for a while. Tiffany Amber Thiessen is in a show too, but I can't remember what it is. Um, white collar. Yeah, that's a- she was also in the ladies. Man. You know, you know what you know what tells me that they don't get residuals from Saved by the Bell is how broke Screech is. That's true. He tried to sell a uh, adult film of himself. I, I think I think he will acknowledge though he made some very poor investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean the money if it's if it's residuals it would still be coming in. Yeah. Although I think he has a lot of debt because of his porn production. <laughs> <laughs> he sunk a lot of money into that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> words. I mean, he was like selling t-shirts and stuff to try yeah. and save his house. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it, it was sad. We and got, now he's on like the, he's on a couple of those celebrity weight loss shows. Is yeah. he he got fat? Screech got fat? I, I mean, he he's wasn't I wouldn't linky, say he was like, like obese, but he was guy. overweight. Yeah. Uh, overweight enough to be on one of those shows. Wow. Well, we're almost to the end of entertainment releases. <laughs> no, actually we are. And that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. listening to the Asteroids Galaxy Tour song is Heart Attack. It's very, very sad. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Sleigh Bells with Born to Lose from their upcoming album, Reign of Terror, which mm. I assume is coming out on Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's, it's probably not. Oh, it's Sleigh Bells, so there's a lot of explosions, gunshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typical. It's Reign of Terror. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Alright, I'm going to keep it quick, but I have a twofer. Um, the first one is good news for if you're if you're anywhere if you're anyone like me who doesn't like washing clothes, particularly jeans. A researcher in Australia actually did her master's thesis. She got thirty volunteers. Um, about half of those dropped out of the of the study, but the other half wore uh, the same pair of jeans five days a week for three months straight without washing them. Uh, huh. One of the participants even regularly jogged in the jeans. Oh. And the, the point of her of her thesis was that you don't need to wash jeans and that we could all do a lot to save uh, the environment by just not washing jeans. But they get stretched um, out. Yeah, I mean, I've done that study informally uh, <laughs> numerous times. Do you, do you have to wash your own jeans? Your wife doesn't do it for you? She, she does, but um, I'm not even good at putting things in the hamper. Gotcha. <laughs> Particularly je- jeans. I don't, I don't know uh, just is. never feel dirty to me. 
<laughs> yeah, they feel dirty to me after a few days when they're too long. All of a sudden, I've got I've got <laughs> I've gotten a stern. Are you wearing too. Jinkos? No, because they like because they stretch Jinkos. out, and so after a few days, it's like these don't go over my shoes the way they used to. Yeah, I mean, I could oh. see that if you yeah. want if you what? want to tighten don't them up. Don't you have a jeans well, that like I wear I like mine don't get longer. Well, yeah, because the waist will get stretched out from sitting and standing, and they go down a little bit. Oh, now I have I have academic research that shows. <laughs> My jeans are not as dirty as everyone thinks they are. I disagree, especially go. the people with that ran in them. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever got? Have you guys ever been to the gym and seen someone working out in jeans? No. Old people. Yeah, really? they, it, it's really bizarre. I think we've had this conversation before about jean shorts in a pool. Yeah, <laughs> where it just it's just very inappropriate. I don't think that was part of the study. <laughs> Because like we said in the past, that makes the whole pool feel dirty. <laughs> All right. So so one more quick slice. Um, the Super Bowl is coming to Indianapolis uh, uh, very shortly. Um, and the, the city has done a lot around the stadium, around Lucas Oil, Oil Stadium. They have like a little village and shops to get ready for the influx of visitors. But the most awesome feature that they've decided to incorporate into the Super Bowl experience this year is a zip line. Awesome. <laughs> it's all and you can you, you do it zip across line the from a 95-foot tower through the village right to the entryway of the stadium. Wow. Awesome. Are they going to It do- sounds like the 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 best. Putting a zip line in anything makes it better. I'd strap Cohen to my back and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> can they make hey, that? Hey, Cohen game's about to start. <laughs> can they make that path. the? Uh, is there any way that they can make that the official player entrance technique? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no tunnel. They yeah. just zip line. It's like in. starting quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and he zips <laughs> in. He's flying. We should put zip lines through the warehouse. Cut holes. Yeah, it's like Ray Lewis is like just like doing his like big you know pump up dance in midair, ziplining over everyone in the stadium. What would city codes about ziplines be? Because because I have a question. We have a studio that's about 150 feet across the street outside our front door. There is a small building in between the two of us. It's a one story building, so we're right behind that building, right? Our studio. Yeah, we're we're higher than them, right? So conceivably, you could on the roof of our studio put a little pole. Zip line over to our building here. Mm-hmm. We would go over the street, mm-hmm. and it would be a very efficient way to not have to deal with the traffic. Well, well let's, let's back this up even further. Let's say you want to put a big ladder and a pole on your house, okay? Uh-huh. And the other side of that, at a slight downward slope, is the office. Right. Like, what's stopping you just from zip lining all the way to work if you have a pole and a ladder tall enough? Do people... <laughs> Do people? Yeah, the danger taking my life in my hands. No, but I mean, from a city standpoint, I mean, they have the telephone poles. I mean, you could you would have to go over those. But I mean, is there? You should hmm. you should have Teresa call about that. the city planner's office. Yeah. Oh. Be like, we want to add a zip line. <laughs> what about if you don't ask and just do it? Can we do, just put zip lines around this office? Do people have do people have air rights over their property? That's what I don't know. And really, I'd only be that's, wanting that's to take it. an inch of their air rights. And um, <laughs> well, well and until you're flying over, yeah. I think the biggest question for would be split second. <clears throat> but, but airplanes, I mean, airplanes fly over that's something. True. They don't. I think the biggest question would be is if you, if you, who has air rights over the street, and if you fell in the street, would the city be liable for an accident? Okay, but if I'm flying a helicopter from our studio mm-hmm. to our office, I fly a helicopter. I go from the roof to the roof. I also could fall in the street. It's true. But I'm allowed to fly the helicopter. 
Well, if I have a license. Do you have a light? So <laughs> the question is, is there a zip line license? Landing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah you just stay on the roof. roof. We got flat roofs on both buildings. Okay, I that's think it. That, I We're going to buy a helicopter. I think this is a better way to okay. save the environment than not washing jeans. It's, we can eliminate <laughs> so much traffic by just installing zip lines everywhere. <laughs> that's everyone the future, not flying cars. Time because everyone likes the zip line. <laughs> but, yeah. would, but, but would it be like a zip line, like two handles and you're you're dangling? Or would it be like those ultra safe zip lines that they do in the jungles where you have to sit in a little harness No, it just depends on your on your cash flow. There'd be fancy, which is like cars. Okay, yeah, because yeah, if you're true. bringing coffee Different to work, levels. you can't be holding on. Yeah, yeah. so you'd have to have a zip line with a cup holder. Can you right. imagine seeing a guy? <laughs> no, you could have different stuff to like be like, oh man, I, 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 you know, someone at work needs to borrow my computer. I just have a little compartment thing. I just zip it on down. <laughs> it's like those things at the bank where they, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, why don't they use those? <laughs> the tubes, the tubes. Why don't they I use think, the tubes I think we have everywhere? Zip lines and tubes everywhere. Everywhere. Be, yeah, we should put them in the office. Like, how have they not figured out travel tubes yet? Instead of. Instead of the did internet, you just they run them along the phone line, just like the bank. <laughs> did the Jetsons teach us nothing? Yeah. yeah. I was mean. say, we could do away with the postal system. So what we envision as the future is a city that is a grid of tubes and, and zip lines. <laughs> zip line wires. Basically the ugliest future society of all time. I'll tell my, I mean, I told Maya, I told Maya countless times when we lived in the condo downtown, we were on the 26th floor. We could see the office. I could, I could see it. I could see Park Avenue. I could see everything. I could see it. It was like right there. But it, if I was to drive to Park Avenue from my condo, it would take me 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you just yearned for a zip line yeah. that could well, just your take other, you right there. Your other <laughs> option, there's a squirrel suit. <laughs> <laughs> Which played Always heavily in, trans- in Transformers 3. Right. It, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That's, funny. That's true. I could glide right <laughs> over. Can you <Yeah>. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> but like, like if someone, someone like you get an email and and you email them back, be like, don't worry, guys, I just had to, uh, you know, take care of something in the house. I'll be right there, and they just look out the window in your squirrel suiting cap. <laughs> that would be the most annoying uh, return trip, though. Yeah, you have to walk all the way back. <laughs> You're walking <laughs> home in the squirrel suit. <laughs> Because you just squirrel suited three miles and you look awesome, and then you have to walk. You and JJ could have squirrel suited together. Yeah, Yeah. Cameron and JJ Reddick are just squirrel suiting to get coffee together. Tandem squirrel suiting. (laughs) It's one big squirrel suit. (laughs) So, back to getting from the studio to the office without having to wait for the busy traffic on Orange Avenue, it's always clear. I'm trying. I'm really thinking that there's got to be some sort of zip system that we could do. What about two big trampolines? <laughs> <laughs> so we just need a way to launch ourselves above and over Orange Avenue. Yeah. That's we really should probably have a squirrel suit on for safe landing yeah. in case. You know, yeah. Right. Right. Get some air because it is a little further. Right. But I mean, just saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, it's something to think about. Options. All right. Ready, yeah, that, That's our editorial question. <laughs> Send us your ideas for yeah. how we can make this real. <laughs> any diagrams? If any, if anybody works in the city planner's yeah. office, how can we get this through? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can well, you I let just... us know the legal ramifications of urban zip lines? <laughs> <laughs> Like I think, I think we may have a loophole here. <laughs> I'm really trying to think, honestly. I'm really trying to think about how, if you were, if you owned both buildings, mm-hmm. you know, what would be illegal about it? Um, and, and 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 did somebody Probably have to so think much. to put a law in the books that there is a law that that's says how you those cannot, crazy laws get in there? Yeah, I mean, so that means somebody did it at some point. If that's in there, 
And the question is, does Winter Park, Florida have that law on the yeah. books? And if not, can we get it there by trying? <laughs> it definitely sounds like a gray area to me. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, what do you have, Ryan? Uh, well, earlier we mentioned the Jetsons. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday night, if you were at all around your Twitter feed, you probably saw that uh, Kanye West exploded with I, tweets. I, uh, I I tweeted him. It was like, I did mean, he? how many did he have? It was at least 100. It took me about 10 minutes to read through them all yeah. this morning. Yeah, but one of the things he oh, said. I read them live. Did you? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it kept me up late. One of the things he said was that he's in talks to be a um, like a consultant on the Jetsons movie. <laughs> Which I think is the greatest idea anyone has ever had. You know why? He's a visionary of zip lines and tubes. <laughs> like, he's right on the. He's right on board with us. I mean, I just can't imagine what Kanye West would do in a Jetsons movie, and it makes me really excited to think about the possibilities. Is it going to be a cartoon or can it be like? I don't people? know. He just he just said the Jetsons movie. Mm. No idea if that's even real. <laughs> it may just be the code yeah, for something yeah, else. Very the lead there. There's a Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think his next album is just called The Jetsons the Movie. Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he's, yeah. I'm working on The Jetsons Movie. And, and so is Kanye West now a consultant? Apparently, he's also trying to start a new organization called Donda. And he is calling for all these creative people. So he like lists all these people he's looking for. And it's like scientists, uh, musicians, visual artists, designers. And then he also puts nutritionists <laughs> just to include the whole game. And teachers. Yeah, teachers and nutritionists. Well, what does this organization do? Well, they're, they... <laughs> Well, it's a think tank, uh, number one. Yeah. And then he said he and Spike Jones want to start a new type of summer school. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's like... I imagine his publicist okay, was all, like racing across town yeah. to like get no, to him and turn or off his phone. If her publicist had a zipline. Yeah. He said at one point that it was 5.15 a.m. In, in London and this is what keeps him up at night. His yeah. mind just going. So he's laying in bed, probably with a couple hoes, but he's laying in bed <laughs> just tweeting like all his all his ideas. They were just laying Oh, there, my other favorite thing was when he they said, uh, when he said, I don't, uh, this is yeah, a very. He took the opportunity while his hoes were napping to, to tweet out some of, his, some of his ideas. He's like, I know this isn't a very rapper thing to say, but I haven't bought jewelry or t- or new car in two years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here here I'm gonna I'm gonna read them. Okay, I stopped. Okay, I'm on Twitter right now, and it only goes back like fifty. Uh-huh. When I stopped reading was when he says the tweet, and the name of the company is Donda. Oh, you didn't read after that? Okay. That is the bottom tweet (laughs) of the 50. Okay. Okay. So Donda is a design company which will galvanize amazing thinkers and put them in a creative space to bounce their dreams and ideas. I used to blog all the time and fit was a way to get my opinion out. It, uh, Dr. Dre redesigned headphones and made more impact off of one product (laughs) than Kanye with all of his blogs. I'm assembling, uh, I'm reading, I'm assembling a team of architects, graphic designers, directors, musicians, producers, A&Rs, writers, publicists, social media experts, app guys, managers, car designers, clothing designers, DJs, video game designers, publishers, hey, publishers, I'm joining Donda. Uh, Tech guys, lawyers, bankers, nutritionists, doctors, scientists, teachers. Was there a baker in there? I I love the nutritionists. Bakers and publishers. Baby, we're joining Donda. Doing it. Uh, Donda will be comprised of over 22 divisions with a goal to make products and experiences that people want and can afford. 
I want to put creatives in a room together with like minds that are all way doper than me. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce the way he spelled way. Okay. Um, uh, can, can I can I interject with one thought real quick? Are we sure this isn't Tom Hatherford from Parks and Rec? <laughs> because it sounds exactly like an idea. Yeah. I, like, I almost guarantee that Aziz Ansari was sitting next to him telling him what to say. Oh, oh my gosh. It, this does not sound like something that he would pitch on Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's right. That's this right. Company would Entertainment's three, or 720. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Uh, I want to put creatives in a room together uh, way doper than me. Uh, we want to help simplify and aesthetically improve everything we see, hear, touch, <laughs> taste, and feel. <laughs> to dream of, create, advertise, and produce products driven equally by emotional want and utilitarian <laughs> need to marry our wants and needs. Donda. That uh, literally the next tweet is just Donda. This will all take time, but I wanted everyone to know what I really care about. I care about people. I care about my fans. I care about people who've never heard of me. There are seven billion people on the planet now. It's something about coming from music that takes me that makes me so optimistic. Music travels and is not limited by the wealthy. Uh, sometimes my grammar is wrong, but my thinking is right. My mom was an English teacher, so I know she sends down SMDH. <laughs> Five eighteen a.m. in London. My dreams keep me awake. Keep me woke. Um, the Watch the Throne tour was a small example of what a Donda experience can be. I'm currently working on a new seven screen experience, and he links to the Twitter pic. Uh, this one, uh, this one of our projects to be released this year is called the two. This 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 one of our projects to be released this year called 2016 Olympics. It's a semi sick fi since 2016 is only four years away. I don't even know what that means. We would also like to design the MTV Awards. We're t- <laughs> I'm telling you, this is Tom from Parkinson. <laughs> he said we're taking everything 10 steps at a time, LOL. I wanted to put this in the world in hopes that the people who can actually make a difference will stand up and reach out. We need as many amazing, powerful, smart, talented, wealthy people to be involved. Come on, get on board. Don't just sit there and reach out. We can collectively affect the world through design. We need to pick up where Steve Jobs left off. When I said wealthy, I wanted to point out there are so many billionaires in the world that can come together and help to redesign it, help education. School systems were designed to turn people into factory workers. Schools should be designed to prep human beings for real life. Spike Jones and I want to do a summer school that tries new forms of curriculum. <laughs> Math classes should teach addition. Oh, Please say how curriculum is spelled. Curriculum. We're not going to have spelling. C U U. Go in our new curriculum is spelling. C U U R I C U L I M is curriculum. Math classes should teach addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, accounting, and money management, and cut. Unless you're a math major, all caps. Kids, you should be able to take majors starting in grammar school, like how it is at performing arts schools. Instead of kicking kids out of schools for using their iPhones, why not promote it? Allow kids to use search engines to do tests, like the real world, all caps. Give kids the uh, amount of tests they would have in a year and one day, uh, but they have to get everything perfect. Some kids would have better memories than others. What about emotional IQs? What about kids who do bad in school because of how bad their surroundings are? I meant to say there. He misspelled there every time. Uh, excuse me. I just get excited at the possibilities. The more excited I get, the more grammatical errors you'll see. You need to take what Michael Jackson felt and McQueen and Steve Jobs, and we need to make things better. 
When me and Jay toured ever night, I peered into the audience, astonished by the different walks of life that came to support us. The adrenaline is running. I don't know if I can even get to sleep now. From oh, the hoe woke up. From he did not. He didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see if I can get to sleep now. From Wall Street to London riots to Chicago murders, I sit and ask, what can I do to make a difference? I know this is not a very rapper thing to say, but I haven't even bought a new car or piece of jewelry in about two years. I invest every dime back into creativity, hiring amazing creatives, paying for flights, offices, etc. My area of expertise is in my music. My passion is in music design, film, and products. My strength is connectivity. There are so many broken systems from the economy, the school systems, jail systems. We need experts for this. We need scientists. Just one, apparently. And top world designers to directly affect governments. If anyone would like to reach out, email us at contactdonda at gmail.com. Gmail. Okay. I just wanted to share what's been on my mind. If you have an apple and I have an apple and we exchange these apples, then you and I will still each have one apple. But if you have an idea and I have an idea and we exchange these ideas, then each of us will have two ideas, George Bernard Shaw. The end. That was the longest 140 character tweet ever. (laughs) My, My favorite thing about it, up until the education thing, his business plan is pretty much the business plan of every business. We're going to find things that people need and we're going to make great products to provide that need and we're going to sell them because they're going to want them and we're going to have the best people at our company. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't actually have any of the ideas or ability to do this. We just He just wants to hire people who will do all these wonderful things which is nice. It's collaboration. Donda. He should, just, he should just blog and just send one tweet linking to it. Yeah, right. right. I don't think that's how his mind works. He doesn't think things through. Twitter is... It just goes. Twitter is... It just happens. Yeah, Twitter yeah. just happens. All right, I, what do you have, Maya? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't follow Kanye. I mean, come on. I'm d- I don't even want to do one. That's how I'm going to start out 2012. What up? Just passing the buck. Passing just on. passing the buck to Kanye. I'm just going hey, to bring thing. Kanye's tweets every week. No, no, no. Listen, we, you just pass the buck to Kanye because that's what that's what society is now going to do. When once he creates Donda, none of us need to do anything, right? Because Donda's going to it has 22 divisions. I mean, it's going to solve he, everything. He just gave us all an apple. That's what I see that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a real apple, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Feist. Mathematics is still in the hour of chaos and God power love. Top of the tower of Babylon. Break the great steel gate and elevate above all hate and all things. Grace enthusiasm, sincerity, passion. Known through the classes and masses. Massive transatlantic maverick. True and living Asiatic. The organic masters. The cream of the planet. The planet. Sovereigns with answers and medicine for madness. Divine guideline for balance. Beyond sensational. Rapture, a clever to capture. Listening to Blackstar, the song as you already knew, it's uh, their new single from a reported upcoming mixtape that'll pay tribute to uh, Aretha Franklin. Sounds interesting. I think she just got married or something. Aretha Franklin? Yeah, something just happened with an old. Etta James just got released from the hospital. No, not that. No, I really think I really do think. Google, I'm gonna find it. I'm yeah, Google, find it right Google Aretha Franklin. I really think she just got married or something happened. Good for her. Yeah, if if it's true, good for her. Uh, January first, two thousand twelve. Thank you very much. Engaged, not married. Right. See, I keep up on my uh, soul diva <laughs> romance news. I have a blog <laughs> just devoted. to Yeah, that. I, I actually do a Tumblr blog just to soul diva romance updates. It's my own TMZ for. Soul Divas. Uh, so don't question my romantic knowledge of Aretha I Franklin. Never, I never will again. 
Uh, Feist is an uh, artist who you know. She's the one behind the ubiquitous uh, one, two, three, four song that uh, exploded uh, on the iPod Nano commercials a few years ago. She's actually released four albums, including her latest, Metals, which was released back in September. Uh, We recently talked to her uh, and featured her in the new issue of Relevant, which is available now, and you can pick up and you should read. Here is a part of the conversation that Roxanne Weeman had with her. This is Feist. music seems to really exist in a kind of a strange cross-section where you're loved by a really wide range of people um, and on the one hand you play with broken social scene um, which is not the most obviously easy music Um, you've collaborated with Peaches but then on the other hand you're on Sesame Street and you're widely played at Starbucks how do you kind of live in that tension of of indie versus pop culture and um, kind of trying to please both sides Oh, well, I guess I don't ever put them up against each other in the kind of cultural boxing ring of of being on two sides of 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 a line or something. Because for me, it's just the just the truth of my my life. You know, I've always been in, I've always done whatever in, whatever in front of me felt like a worthy endeavor, and whatever felt like a natural it or whatever I had a lot of respect for that I wanted to become closer to or whatever I felt I could actually add something to and and uh, and those just were I mean everything you just said spans about 15 years <laughs> so that's another another consideration is that different things at different times are, are those things that move you so, um, so yeah I've never really thought about it as I mean Sesame Street was just the, I'm, I'm in awe of puppeteers and grew up watching it so it was just kind of a uh, really I mean when you get that phone call sort of like what okay okay but then conversely when you get the phone call for whatever I mean whatever other strange thing it makes just as much sense to say yes and there's you know plenty of stuff I've said no to that didn't didn't make sense that to me not not to some sort of like outside perspective of what I represent or something you know yeah bad in each other on the new album um you talk about good people who bring out the bad in one another um is that something you've seen happen um in your own life or in the lives of other people yeah i had a i had one one kind of narrative um point that i was trying to that was a bit more conscious like globally conscious on the record which i've never really approached things this way each song kind of is born in a vacuum 
and for the reminder anyway, because they were all written over a long period of time and sort of fragmentedly written and then pieced together right before I went into the studio. But for this one, I, you know, went from this kind of let things settle down to the degree that nobody was saying, hey, when are you going to come on the road or hey, when are you going to record? And to the, finally, when all of that <laughs> settled away and I could just sort of sneak into this, you know, into this room where I was writing and do it really away from things. And I, I really realized that I wanted to kind of have a narrative voice that wasn't so much of me. It was more things I've observed to be true, just kind of evident global truths. And, and, and how every single, what you can end up seeing is that everything that's true can simultaneously be completely not true, depending on the person and circumstances and where they are and what, what, at what point in that kind of cycle they are, whether they're feeling in control or completely under the boot, you know? And so things like the observation in the chorus about each other, this is something that I, I see to be true in my life and other people's lives. It's, sometimes there's, rarely is it intentional that you want to crush somebody, but it just happens as a as a result of like everybody basically stumbling all over each other like pickup sticks like everyone just like domino effect of of the reality of what it is to try to guide your own life it, it totally you totally have an effect on everyone around you it's like like one giant spider web it's like you get you get a flicker on one point of the web and it like radiates out it's sort of just something i've observed to be true where nobody seems to ever want to like take a knife and you know like cut someone open but it just happened so so yeah that that, that was one of the there's, there's a few of those I, I try to plant plant some of those kind of narrator rather than first person sort of observations in through the record Blood as ices and empty crisis Graveyard is is a really mysterious song um, that I really enjoyed. Do you do you think there's something after death, or is our quote unquote eternal life wrapped up in our family tree, as you seem to suggest in the song? Um, I don't know. Which is the, the part of the point <laughs> of writing songs <laughs> is I I don't know, and I don't know what I think about it. Even all I know is it's uh, it's a it's a enormous presence in our lives is the, the the flip side of life you know basically dying so <laughs> so it was something that i yeah i guess i, I it's really ob- observing all of the various like gut responses you have to trying to understand that and i i don't understand it and so in a way that's what writing songs is kind of for for me <laughs> it blocked out the sun.
a few of your songs on this album, A Commotion, Bittersweet Melodies, How Come You Never Go There, um, they really seem to deal a lot with pain and regret. Um, what do you think is is the best way to, to deal with someone or something that's that's hurt you? Well, it seems the only the only uh, method is um, understanding from from like people close to you, basically just good friends and time, and there doesn't seem to be any other escape. And uh, yeah, I mean, songwriting is kind of a frame, you know. It's it's a it's a it's it's like a what's the word like. It's just sort of being attuned to the, like all of these things that are amorphously moving through your life and like picking up speed inside of you and then kind of dying in you or taking root and you're changed. It's like, you know, when vines grow, they just like twist around each other. And as time passes, all of these experiences that you've, you've, you know, made it through, they, they leave marks on you and they can kind of like scar tissue around and sort of change you very slowly so you don't even notice and you know all of these things are like super true for everybody but writing songs is kind of a, a really handy way to frame all of that so that I plant these sort of seeds inside songs and I know I'm going to be singing them 800 more times so I can kind of observe them as they change in my, how my perspective changes it's like reading a book in high school and then you read another the same book 10 years later and um it's a totally different book but it's not you are you <laughs> know the eyes that read it the mind that read it is different so so yeah songwriting is sort of that frame it's similar you just i just know that my perspective is going to keep changing so i kind of i try to give myself these like dropping breadcrumbs in the forest kind of thing like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> That was Feist. Check her out at listentofeist.com. It's very bossy. listening to Mike Snow. The song is Devil's Work. That's that's terrible. I don't want to do that. I mean, the song's not terrible. Maybe he's telling you not to do the Devil's Work. Mm. You can hear the full song at mikesnow.co.uk. It's his new single. Okay, it's time for our first game of 2012. Take it away, Jesse. Well, as many of you know, uh, 2012 uh, by the Mayans have been, has been projected to be the end of the world. The apocalypse may be upon us um, if you are into Mayan calendars, which I am. Um, 
So we want to do the final apocalyptic. The, after this, the game's going into retirement. The apocalyptic <laughs> ending to indie rock band or <laughs> it all ends in 2012 today. Okay. And it is it's either indie rock band or indie rock album or an apocalypse movie. Okay. Ooh, nice. So so all of these are so you have to decide whether it's a it's a band slash album or an apocalypse movie. Who's playing? Ryan and Maya. Okay. I'm I'm keeping count. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> the the scorekeeper is Cameron. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and <laughs> do <stew> myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, can you can you keep a little notepad there as well? Got it. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, all right. The first one, indie rock band or apocalypse movie, Echoes of Silence. Oh. Indie band. It is a, It is an album from the indie band The Weeknd. You are correct. What up, yo? All right. Um, Ryan, mm-hmm. Six String Samurai. Six String Samurai. I know this. Indie band. It is a post-apocalyptic film about a oh, hero who is as skilled with his guitar as he is with his sword. <laughs> Ooh. Ew. How did you know that one? <clears throat> I didn't know that one. Oh. I was just trying to put pressure on him. So oh. right now it's one nothing. Yeah, Maya, you're winning. Winning. All right, Maya. Um, those who tell the truth shall die. Those who tell the truth shall live forever. Apocalyptic movie. That is an album from Explosions <laughs> in the Sky. It's a good album. It came out on September 11th. Oh, wow! Well, it did. I, yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan. If footmen tired you, what will horses do? <laughs> <laughs> um, apocalyptic movie. It is, and yes. this is an actually this is an insane movie. It's like the precursor to like Left Behind in those in those uh-huh. kind of movies. It was made by a filmmaker who had made a bunch of like you know grindhouse type of movies. Mm-hmm. Who's in two plane crashes and decided he needed to get his life right. So he teamed with this like crazy uh, like preacher and made the most insane movie you've ever seen <laughs> called If Footmen Tire You, What Will Horses Do? Is it on DVD? I would like to see it. It's on YouTube Excellent. in its entirety. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's very, even though, it, even though the message is against violent entertainment and social dancing and things, uh-huh. it's the most graphically social violent. Dancing. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maya. In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's a movie. It's an album from the band Coheed and Cambria. Then, <laughs> and another fun fact: there was no "In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth" one or two. Oh. <laughs> so. I actually have an app for counting, uh, uh, keeping track of stuff like this, like oh. a, you know, like a game keeping score. <laughs> uh, so, so what's the score? I don't know. Or, or, I don't know because I didn't open the app one. in time. Oh, okay. one one. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, is it your turn? Okay. Yeah. Image of the Beast. Ooh. Uh, movie. It is. It's the third film in the Thief in the Night series. Oh, okay, good. I knew I'd heard of it. I've, I've seen it. Oh, and? <laughs> uh, it's terrible. I had to watch all of those when I was uh, in third grade. Like all in one year? You... I watched them all in one in day. One, at in one, one sitting? Yeah, in one day I watched all three of them. One horrific sitting. <laughs> it was terrifying. All right. All right, Maya, is it your turn? It is. Panic in Year Zero. Movie. 
It is a movie. Oh, it is God. a movie from 1962. Oh, dang it. Now we're tied again. I, I don't know because I couldn't find my app that I thought I had. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Ryan. Up from the catacombs. Up from the catacombs. <laughs> That's right. what I was thinking, too. <laughs> yeah, click, click, old. click. Yeah. Down to Sounds the like grave it. goes old Saint Nick. Um, it's a, it was a really weird fifth edition of Thief in the Night <laughs> where they tried to take on the war on Christmas. Uh, you probably I, haven't seen it. It was banned in this country. I guess uh, album title? It is from Jane's Addiction. <sighs> two to one. <laughs> three uh, three to, to two. two. <laughs> See? I need a nap. Uh, all right, Maya. Uh, Desert Shore. Is that the Sting sequel? I'm going to say it's a band's album. Name. It is a band. Yes. Mm. There you go. Desert Shore, LA, LA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a very earthy world thing from Sting. I'll give it to you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, Quiet Earth. Movie. It is. It's 1985 sci-fi movie uh, about the last man on Earth. Oh. All right. All right. Well, we'll do. What's the score? Not that we are three legend to two. Or something. Four to three. Four to three. Four to three. Okay. All right, um, Maya. Mm-hmm. The world, the flesh, and the devil. <laughs> That's all one. That's not three different questions. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Um, this is for everything. Yeah, a band. <laughs> uh, that is a movie. Oh, I lost. Nineteen fifty nine. It came out on. Um, it came out on uh, Friday the Thirteenth. So you lost. lost. Sorry, Ryan won. So the first game of two thousand twelve. Comes to an end, right? Hashtag Hambone is the winner. Uh, and, and now, indie rock band or fill in the blank goes into the Disney vault. Yeah. The and, Disney uh, vault. It'll it, come out in 3D. In it'll a few come years. out in 3D in a few years. <laughs> it, it'll come out on an uh, episode in the future Yeah, when, when we ran out of other ideas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Radiohead. The song is The Daily Mail, which is not popular anymore, just like Radiohead. Oh, just kidding. You made me cry. I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> saying that to evoke a reaction. Um, you know, normally it'd be time for your feedback right now, uh, but we took a few weeks off and didn't ask you anything. So we have none other than the feedback of on Twitter, people saying, where's the relevant podcast? So, uh, if you hashtag Hambone, hashtag. Um, so uh, there is no feedback, but we can ask you uh, a question of the week uh, to get ready for next week. So, for the first time in 2012, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay, so earlier in this podcast, two significant things happened. Number one, we found out about the existence of Donda. (laughs) Number two. We cast a new vision for urban transport mm-hmm. with the zip lines and the tubes. Yes. Okay. Donda has nothing on us, Relevant mm-hmm. Nation. We put out there a new vision 
just like Donda wants to do. Yes. What we want the question of the week to be is we are we are forming our own virtual Donda think tank right now. We want you to to chew on our vision of urban transport and to help us think through how to make this thing a reality. Maybe it's laws. <laughs> Maybe it's other modes of transport that need to factor in. Maybe it's Maybe it's hacking. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we, it's an open-ended question of the week. Just chew on our vision of tubes and zip lines around urban America and help us conceive this to become a reality. Just remember that if I have an idea and you have an idea and we come together, we now have two ideas. George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> Via Kanye West. Via right. Kanye West. Right. Hat tip. <laughs> so so go over to relevantmagazine.com. Click on... Uh, this this week's uh, podcast episode page and right there in the comments, just join the conversation. Let's make it a virtual Donda room <laughs> and, and solve the future of urban transport. The Jetsons cast a vision for us. Yeah, we need we need and to. Now Kanye is going to cast a vision for the Jetsons, so it all it's all circle. It all circles. So we oh. need to uh, we need to bring this to reality, folks. Yeah. Particularly if you're if you're a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're mostly in the need for. Yeah. We don't yeah. have many of them. Yeah. Again, our virtual Donda room is open to all. <laughs> so, uh, so go there and help us, help us, help us see what we're not seeing. Take this to the next level. And next week on uh, on the podcast, we will, uh, we will, we will, we will bring this Donda room to life, and we will talk about this vision for urban transport. If you want to call in and join the conversation, tell us your ideas, tell us your contribution. Uh, email us at podcast at and uh, we'll try and work that out. Uh, otherwise, just post your comment there, and we'll read our favorites on next week's episode. Also, uh, extra bonus points if you email us a sketch or a CGI rendering. <laughs> or oh, schematics so yeah. we can go, hey, I want to erect a zip line from our studio <laughs> yeah, to our exactly. office. I need some schematics. If, I mean, you get major points if you include some sort of flash video. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, or stop motion. That'd be even better. What do we call it? You know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff our Donda room needs to talk about. Like, yeah. what do we call this? It, it, do Does the Back to the Future 3 hoverboard factor in? Or flying cars, do they factor Back in Back to the Future 2. Whatever. Yeah. Back to the Future 3 had the train. Oh, that was the dumb one. <laughs> that was the one I loved when I was a kid. They go back to the Wild West. It's so great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like so, so, so is the, is this urban vision? Is it more like Back to the Future Two, where there's flying cars and hoverboards? Is it more like the Jetsons, where there's tubes? Is it is it more practical, where there's zip lines? Are there jetpacks at all? Mm-hmm. And and what are the laws that will govern all this chaos? I mean, this is this is earth shattering stuff here. It's true. Is, we need we need to bring chaos and order, make it efficient. What powers it? I think chaos and order is probably the motto for a James Bond villainy group, <laughs> or Donda. <laughs> Or Donda. Or Donda. Donda. Chaos and order. <laughs> George I'm Bernard you, I'm telling you, I want to live in this city. You know, you know Epcot? Mm-hmm. You, you know what it stands for? Experimental Prototype yeah, City of Tomorrow. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be Walt Disney's vision of a utopian uh, city. And there's actually, like, you can see the prototypes for what it was supposed to be. And there's actually people living there mm-hmm. and working there and all that. Like, we, we could make our own prototype city. I mean, there's some land... There's some land around here that we could we could acquire, and yeah, there's a baseball field across the street. Erect a whole <laughs> bunch of zip lines and yeah. just move in. Be awesome. <laughs> anyway, we could do our own Epcot. Yeah. Well, there's already a town where there's a landing strip in the middle of it. So yeah, in Ocala, John yeah. Travolta lives there. Yeah, so. that's right. Anyway, okay. So that's this week's question of the week. 
With that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. Happy 2012. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I'm so excited. I'm so scared.